It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We appreciate you tuning in. We're so thankful that you're there, and we know that many listen to this program on a regular basis, some daily or close to daily, and we appreciate all of you so much. If you're listening for the first time, or if you only get a chance to listen every now and then with your particular schedule, we appreciate you tuning in whenever you can. And we hope and we pray, and we really do care about you, and we pray for you diligently and regularly. We hope and we pray that you're coming closer and closer to God as you study with us here on Search the Scriptures, as you learn the Bible better and better, more and more fully, and in greater depth. We hope that you're coming closer to God and coming to the point where you're going to make the right decision about following Him His way. And we hope that we're helping you along that line. We really do pray for you. We really do care. Dennis Stackhouse and Dwayne Kennedy study with us. So good to have both of them here in this program. Dwayne, good to be with you, brother. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be on the program with you. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about Search the Scriptures, this program, and how long it has been on the air in some format or another. And in this format that we are doing now, five days a week, it's been on for a while, and I'm sure that there may be listeners who have been listening all along, all these years. I want to encourage you to continue to do that, but if you haven't had a chance to come and study with us here at the Sunny Slope Congregation, I want to encourage you to go ahead and make that commitment. Maybe you've been thinking about it, and there's more than just this program. There are wonderful things that you can learn from the Word of God by being in presence with us as we worship God in spirit and truth from the Bible. We invite you to come. It's good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. I am certainly blessed to be with you today. Look forward to this opportunity we have to once again open God's Word together and share the truths contained therein with those who are listening to us. Thank you for tuning in to, to search the scriptures. And you know, as you were speaking just a few moments ago, Gary, in the introduction about people drawing nearer to God, I was reminded of a statement we read in James chapter 4, verse 8, which tells us, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And what a tremendously assuring verse of scripture that is for us. If we truly do our level best to live in obedient faithfulness to God and to his word, drawing nearer to him through our walk as Christian individuals, that assurance is that God is going to be drawing near to us as well. Amen. What a great thing that is, and what a wonderful state to be in. We hope you're approaching that. Amen. And you know, we, we really would love to have our listeners come and visit with us in person. Many have mm -hmm. from the Omaha area. If you're listening in another part of the country, then we encourage you find the Church of Christ in your area. They would love to have you visit with them and study with them from God's Word and grow spiritually with them. We encourage you to do that. Now, fellas, we're going to continue in this particular line of study that we've begun a couple of programs ago, and that is uh, simply we're looking at some verses to live by. We're really trying to emphasize God's word in this particular study. And I suppose we could probably go on and on and on with this. Yes. But we're trying to pick out some kind of highlight, easy, easily identified uh, principles that are brought out in Scripture 
that if we think about them and make the proper application to our life, boy, they can make such a difference for good in our daily living. Amen. And certainly in our eternal prospects. It certainly can have a profound impact on every one of us. Really can. And we looked at the first one, Numbers chapter 3, or 32, verse 23. And there, Moses was uh, warning the tribes of Reuben and Gad that if they did not follow through on a particular commitment that they were making, he says, be sure your sins will find you out. Now, that was not only a principle that was valid and applicable to those two tribes at that particular point in time, but it's, it's applicable to every one of us today. It's valid in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Our sins will find us out, Gary. And, you know, even if it were possible to live through this physical existence without that happening, God still knows. Yes. And we're all going to have to be on, before that judgment seat of Christ aren't we? First Corinthians, uh, or Second Corinthians 5 and verse 10. That's right. Yes. To give and, an account uh, for the things done in the body. Yes. Revelation 20 verse 12 speaks of the same thing. We will, each one, individually, give an accounting for the way we've lived our lives. So even if we can pull the shade over mm-hmm. the way we've been living unrighteously, sinfully, mm-hmm. before before everybody around us. Now, mm-hmm. that's unlikely that we can do that on an ongoing basis because of this principle again. Mm-hmm. Our sins ultimately find us out. Mm-hmm. But even if we could do that, mm-hmm. theoretically, God knows. He yes. does. And mm-hmm. we're going to have to give account for all of those sins mm-hmm. as, we sit, as we stand before that judgment seat of Christ. We can't hide anything from God. No. Now, in our last program, we looked at another one of those principles. And that is found in Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, where after the Israelites had been delivered from Egyptian bondage, after they had been led through the wilderness wanderings for about 40 years, and they had then subsequently crossed the Jordan and begun the battles of conquest of the promised land, and they had won the promised land. God had given them victory after victory after victory. Then, as they were in possession of the land, then Joshua calls them to make a commitment. Choose this day whom you will serve. Mm -hmm. And he tells them, make up your mind. Serve God or serve the idols. Mm -hmm. Make up your mind. And when they say, oh, we're going to serve God. He says, put the idols away then. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about how they were still <laughs> dabbling in idol worship, even after all of this time and everything that God had done for them to this time. But when they make that commitment, at least verbal commitment, then Joshua says, okay, put the idols away. Now, we know historically that they struggled with that particular problem for hundreds of years to come. Mm-hmm. But they made that commitment, verbally at least, mm-hmm. we're going to follow God. Yeah, and you know, Gary, you talk about the struggle with idolatry the Israelites continued to have even into the days of Elijah, which we also looked at in our program yesterday. 
Uh, we know that there was an occasion when Elijah called the people together on Mount Carmel, and in essence, a contest took place. And Elijah issued the same warning or the same challenge to the people then that Joshua did. And in essence, he told them, listen, you need to make a choice. You either serve God or you serve Baal. In other words, idolatry. And of course, the contest that took place there, I, that's one of those things that, you know, if we could go back in time and relive some of this history, that'd be an interesting one to see. Oh, my. my <laughs> it was. You know, and maybe sometime we, we need to just study that particular setting because mm -hmm. it was uh, oh, just not only interesting, it was intriguing. And you talk about overwhelming odds. The false prophets were told there were 450 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of the Asherah, another idol. 850 false prophets against Elijah. But then we also have to factor in Elijah had God on his side. Yeah. Right. God plus one makes a majority. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Now, let's look at another one of these principles. Go back to Numbers chapter 6. And how about reading Dennis verses 24 through 26? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This is a great prayer, isn't it? really is. Amen. It's been set to music and has become a beautiful song as well. Mm -hmm. Now, the point that we want to make out of this is, or that we really want to pick up from this, is that we all need God's blessings. Yes. That's right. And we need to actively seek God's blessings. All of us. Mm -hmm. How many times are we given the example in Scripture of people praying for God's guidance, for God's intervention in their life, for God's blessings to be upon them mm. over and over and over and over again. Quite That's a bit. Right. And you know, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, the apostle Paul admonishes that we should pray without ceasing. That's right. Now the idea there being that prayer should be a vital, ongoing part of our lives. Mm -hmm. He's not talking about praying every minute that we're awake every no. day, but he's talking about pray to God every day, mm -hmm. through the day. We are continually thinking about him and approaching his throne as we recognize the need. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. You know, when we think about what, what Paul wrote to the Ephesians in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, where he says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Mm -hmm. Now that's a God of great power. Yes. Oh my. But remember that God also is a God of great love. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, mm -hmm. that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, John 3.16. Right. Yes. So God loves us and he has that power, ability to bless us. But he also wants to bless us, doesn't he? Yes. Yes, he does. He has the desire. Mm -hmm. But he wants us to follow him faithfully. Absolutely. Why would we turn away 
from that, that whole composite image of God, loves us so much, wants to bless us, and has the great power and ability to do so. Mm-hmm. And yet we turn away from him. That doesn't make sense. No, really doesn't. We need to make up our minds, don't we? We need to actively seek God's blessings because we are dead spiritually mm-hmm. yes. without them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, those blessings ultimately are found in a particular relationship. Dwayne, how about reading Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, I know that God sends the rain upon the just and the unjust, and there are a lot of kind of fallout kind of blessings. We might think of them as general blessings upon mankind that all of us benefit from. Rain, sunshine, you know, those kinds of things, oxygen to breathe. But when we get down to the really most vital blessings from the spiritual perspective, those are the blessings that are found only in Christ, as Mm -hmm. you read a moment ago. That's right. And so we need to make sure that we're in that right relationship with God through Jesus Christ in order to be able to expect these kinds of blessings to be bestowed upon us on an ongoing basis. That's right. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me, Jesus said. So we've got to go to God through Christ. And we've learned, we've studied repeatedly in different programs that we come into Christ as we are baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. That's where we need to be. That's the relationship we need to be in in Christ, coming to God, in order to be able to look forward to and expect these most important of all blessings, the spiritual blessings that are found only in Christ. Mm -hmm. Did you have something you wanted to add to that, Dennis? Uh, No, I had just turned over to those passages in Romans and Galatians. Okay. In, in case we wanted to look at those verbatim. Why don't you read those? Why don't you read those? Uh, sure. Because in they the, really do uh, emphasize the point. Well, it is, and it's a point well taken. Uh, you know, I think some people fail to realize this thing, Gary, that these promises, these blessings that we read about in God's Word are not for everybody. They are specified for those who are in Christ. Uh, Romans 6, verse 3 Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And then in Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And again, as you indicated, there's no other method specified in God's word of getting into Christ except being baptized into him. Yes. So we need to pay attention. Absolutely. And we need to, we need to subject ourselves to God's will. We do. Right. Now, let's turn to another passage that lays out another principle for us to live by. And that is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 
verses 13 and 14. How about reading that for us, Dennis? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So Solomon, as he writes this particular part of God's word, the book of Ecclesiastes, and if you read through this book, it sounds rather forlorn and downbeat. <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> repeatedly. And you might just give up after a while. You know, you say, I don't want to read any more of this. Because <laughs> he keeps talking about vanity and vanity and all is vanity. And, but he comes down to the conclusion here at the very end of the book where we really need to focus in on. If we're thinking about life and viewing it from just a physical perspective, then what he's talking about previous to this, that's true. Yes. It's vanity. It All is, is vanity. Because mm -hmm. this life's going to be over. Mm -hmm. And everything that we have done in this life, if that's all there is, we're done. But he says, here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is man's all, and God will bring every work into judgment. Yes. So God knows what's going on, and he cares, and the idea of fearing God here is one of respect, awe, reverence. Mm -hmm. And the idea is giving him the proper honor and respect. And that inherent within that is that we would not only believe in him, but obey him. Mm -hmm. This is man's all. This is what we need to be about. Our main focus, serving God, bringing him glory through our faithfulness and dedication and commitment to living by his teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I realize we can't do this, but if a person could just grab on to one verse of Scripture and say, boy, if I could just do this, I'd really be on the right track, this is one of those verses. It sure is. Fear God and keep His commandments. Yeah. Dwayne, how about uh, reading another passage from the New Testament that really complements that? And that's 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Pretty cut and dried, isn't it? Yes. And notice that last part of that verse, his commandments are not burdensome. And they are not. If we love God... If we want to serve God, we will gladly keep his word because we know that that is the best thing for us. And it's just like anything that we pursue that's good for us. We go after it. We go all out for it because it's the thing that we have come to realize is in our best interest. Mm -hmm. You know, many people hold back from obeying God because they think it is burdensome yes. to obey him, mm -hmm. to keep his commandments. I can't do that, they think. That's, it's too restrictive. But that's the devil doing a number on them, isn't it? Right, sure is. He's, he's trying to convince them it's, it's burdensome. Mm -hmm. But here is God's promise laid out for us there. It's not burdensome. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's the best life that we can live. Yes, yes it is. But you've run into that, haven't you, Dwayne? Yes, Dennis. absolutely. 
In fact, there might have been times when every one of us have felt this is hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's too hard. But it's not. Again, that's one of the temptations of the devil. Fear God and keep his commandments. Dwayne, while you're over there in 1 John, why don't you turn over to 2 John and read verse 9. And that reinforces in a very strong way this principle. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Now there may be some people, in fact I know there are a lot of people, I, I, I mean I, I know it, sensing it virtually without question in my mind, that there are a lot of people who feel like they can be okay with God basically without serving him, without obeying him. Yeah. But this, this passage you've just read, Dwayne, tells us that's not possible, doesn't it? That's right. It? It's not possible. Uh, we have uh, big shoes to walk in, and we need to learn that from God's Word. We need to study God's Word, for instance. Imagine the difficulty that Christ experienced as he went to the cross, the obedience in the cross. Christ died for our sins, great obedience. And if you're familiar with the passage, you know that it was difficult. You know that it was something that he did not desire, but he desired more to do the will of the Father. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Peter tells us that he, Christ, left us an example to follow. Exactly. That's right. He submitted to God's will. We need to submit to God's will. Mm -hmm. And in that passage in 2 John 9 that you just read, Dwayne, I mean, that tells us not only do we have to obey, but it says we need to live in the teachings of Christ. That's right. Or else we do not have God. Now mm -hmm. that is, boy, talk about vivid, emphatic. We need to pay attention. Yes, vivid and emphatic and really it's right between the eyes. Yes. I mean, how many people would admit that? Well, I'm not living according to the teachings of Christ, so I don't have God. Nobody well, wants to say, say that. They'd say the opposite. They'd deny they would. Yes. Exactly right. Even though they're not living by the teachings of Christ faithfully, obediently, they still think they've got God that's right. in their life. Well, read again. That's exactly the case. I mean, that's God's word saying that. That's right. I was just thinking that this is God's very words, as we were talking about in another program, God breathed coming from his very mouth. Yes. It's very plain. Mm -hmm. And there is, again, the basic principle that we read back in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, Fear God and keep his commandments. This is man's all. This is the conclusion of the matter, the wise mm -hmm. man wrote. Mm -hmm. We would be wise to follow that admonition. If you are here listening to us today, please make sure, look in that spiritual mirror of your life. Ask yourself, are you living by God's teachings? Are you being obedient to his will? Contact us today and ask for that free Bible study and let us help you by that means. Learn how to live obediently to God's teachings. Why not contact us right now?